Thanks for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. We don't want to be half-hearted. We want to be complete, yeah? We want to be wholehearted this morning. So I want to just challenge us all to recognize that being half-hearted is just not, not enough, is it? It's not enough. And actually, half-hearted just means 50%. 50%. You know, would you be happy with 50% in your A-levels? Some, I would have been, in fairness, in some of them. But um, would you be happy with 50% in, you know, a, a, a test? We want to reach for the maximum score. So this morning, we're going to carry on our series on sidekicks. I don't know if we've got the Bible available. We've had a problem with the internet this week, so uh, the Bible may be available, it might not, but you should bring your own or have it on a device, and then you'd have it all the time. So we're going to look uh, this morning at one of the sidekicks who was part of the spies of Canaan, Caleb. Now, if you've already heard of Caleb, quite a few people, I hope, few of us, a few people not heard of Caleb. Um, when you were at Sunday school as a young child, you might have sung, 12 men went to spy in Canaan, 10 were bad, 2 were good. Okay, Do anyone remember that one? Yeah, okay. Ian will be singing it next week, so no he's not, he's just fine. <laughs> 12 men went to spy in Canaan, 10 were bad, 2 were good. Okay, and Caleb was one of the good spies. Ten, Caleb was one of the good guys. The other one, who knows who the other one was? Joshua, correct. So Caleb, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Caleb there as Joshua's sidekick this morning. I think he was more on a par, really. But actually, Caleb was Joshua's sidekick. Joshua had a book named after him. His name's up in lights. Caleb gets a few footnotes here and there. But Caleb was Joshua's sidekick. And we said last week, it's important to be a good sidekick. And if you're a Christian this morning, you are a sidekick of the King of Kings. A sidekick is somebody who looks up to somebody more important than them and helps them and supports them and serves them. And that is our role, is to be that support, if you like, to be that sidekick for Jesus Christ. You know, Caleb, the name, comes from the Hebrew word kelev, they think, which means dog. That's nice, isn't it? So when you, when you call your child a name, we've got some brilliant names in here this morning. We've got Gift. I met Gift last week. That's a brilliant name, isn't it? Gift. You know, this is my gift. That's what Augie can say about his wife. Gift. You know, I say, this is my gift about my wife now. I've just changed the name. It's wonderful. But wonderful names. But Kelev means dog. But you could look at that in a different way, couldn't you? You've heard the story of Greyfriars Bobby, some of you. Yeah? The dog who wouldn't leave his master's side, even when his master died. There's a statue of Greyfriars Bobby in Edinburgh to commemorate this dog that wouldn't leave the graveyard because he was so faithful. He was so committed to stick by his master's side. That's what good sidekick makes, isn't it? So Kelev means dog. Nice. Let's start our reading this morning in Numbers chapter 13. If it does come up, is, have we got the Bible, Jake? No. Oh, we have. There we go. Numbers 13, verses 30 to 32, says this. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. I'm going to stop there a minute. 
The spies have come back. They've been looking into the promised land. God has promised that they are going to take over this land flowing with milk and honey. Sounds sticky, as the VeggieTales say. Flowing with milk and honey. Land flowing milk and honey. And God has said, go ahead and check it out. Twelve of them go and check it out. They say the grapes are massive. Anyone like massive grapes? Yeah, I'd like some massive. Try them in the freezer. They're amazing. If you've never had grapes in the freezer, try them. They're like mini ice pops, and they're healthier for you. They saw these amazing things, but the 10 that came back said, we'll never get there. There's people there, they're too big. They're going to beat us up. We're never going to be able to take this land, ever. But the two good spies said, no, actually, God's on our side. We can do it. What does Caleb say? He silenced the people of Israel. We should go and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Why can they certainly do it? Because they're sidekicks of the king. They're sidekicks of God. They're there, not on their own. The encouragement of a sidekick, isn't it? A sidekick should encourage. A sidekick should be confident in God's promises. Let me ask you this morning, what are God's promises to you? Because his promises are yes and amen. His promises are true today as they were yesterday. His promises are true today as they were 10 years ago, as they were several years ago. Yesterday I celebrated my 23rd wedding anniversary. I, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? When you look at me and Rose, I'm the one who lost my hair, can't see very well. She doesn't look massively different. What does that tell you about the stressed one in the relationship? I'd, I'll leave it there. She's not here. I can say it. In fact, actually, it was probably when Chloe came along, so it's probably nothing to do with Rose. It's probably more my daughter than anything else. And she's not here either, so I can say it. <laughs> but I stood in a church building, which was Abbey Road, and I promised, I promised before God... And 23 years later, I'm still there. And sometimes it's been hard, probably harder for us than me. But we've made promises. Do you know, my promise isn't as good as God's promise. Amen, yeah. My promise isn't as good as God's promise. I'm still here 23 years later, and hopefully many more. Jim and Mary made promises 30 years ago, and they're still here 30 years on. Do you know, God has made you promises since the beginning of time. And they will extend past the end of our time as we know it. And his promises are trustworthy. And this morning, you might have a promise from God yourself. I want to encourage you to hold on to it. Caleb said, we can do it. We can overcome. We can take the land because God has promised. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, and these were the 10 that were bad, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. Okay, all bigger than Carl Fairhurst. Really big. Okay. Ten people saw a problem. They didn't remember the promise. Ten people saw the obstacle, but they forgot that they were able to overcome This morning, we have a promise that we are more than conquerors, yeah? Not just conquerors, but more than conquerors. So you're not just a winner, you're more than a winner. And this morning, we see that with Caleb, he recognized God's promise. Do you know, good sidekicks keep focused on the best outcome, yeah? How many of us are glass half full type people? And how many are glass half empty type people? If I said to you, do you tend to look on the the gloomy side? Would you put your hand up? You don't have to, but would you? Or would you say you're optimistic? You look on the positive. You always look for the positive in things. Because Caleb 
was looking and focused at the best outcome. The Israelites hear a bad report, and what do they say? They say, let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back where we came from. Let's not bother going ahead for God's promise. Let's not go and take this land. Let's not keep going. Let's just go back to where we were. Do you remember where, back where they were? They were slaves. Back where they were, life was tough. Back where they were, Pharaoh was making it as difficult as possible for them. Yeah. Let's go back to where we were. Anyone want to go back to where they were this morning? If it was a good place, yeah. Maybe you've just been on holiday, Maria. I can see you nodding. You do want to go to back to where you were, but we're not talking about that. The Israelites hear the bad report. They don't only say, let's go back to where we were. They say, let's choose a new leader. Not having him leading us down there. <laughs> let's choose a new leader. Somebody will take us back where we want to go. That was the Israelites' attitude. Forget what God said. Forget his promise. Forget God's chosen person. Let's just choose somebody who will do what we want to say and you know, say what we want to hear. Would that be any good on a Sunday if, if whoever stood at the front just said what you wanted to hear? You know? No. Because the Bible tells us life is going to be hard sometimes and we're going to have to make hard choices. Many of you in this room might have made hard choices this week. You might have made hard choices throughout your life. You might still be making hard choices now. But God says keep going. Because if you've got your focus on me, the best is yet to come. If your focus is on me, you are more than a conqueror. If your focus is on me, you will have life to the full. That is the promise of God. Let's choose a new leader, they said. And who speaks up? As Moses getting this barrack in, you, we are no good. You've led us into this place. You're no good. Joshua speaks up in Numbers chapter 14, verses 5 to 9. It says this, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. Obviously, Mr. Kipling was involved as well. He was exceedingly good. He wasn't really. That's just my frivolousness. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. That last bit is a promise we can all hold on to, because sidekicks know they don't need to be afraid. There might be scary times, but they don't need to be afraid. They need to trust in God. You know, that last line says this, the Lord is with us, do not be afraid of them. It doesn't say, don't be scared, don't be afraid because we've got big army, don't be afraid we've got the best weapons, don't be afraid because, you know, we've got guns on our side. I mean, these guns, not those guns. It doesn't say that. What it does say is, the Lord is with us. If we start with the Lord is with us first and foremost, then the second bit follows easier. The Lord is with us. We don't need to be afraid. Yeah? So whatever it is you're scared of right now, whatever it is that strikes fear into your heart, whatever it is that is burn, bur burning up your mind and your heart on a daily basis, start each day reminding yourself the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. I don't need to be afraid. Why do we not need to be afraid? Well, when Chloe was little, 
If we came into church, she struggled with new people. Joel would go up to strangers in Woolworths. And Woolworths, anyone who's old enough to remember Woolworths, that's fine. Joel would go up to strangers in Woolworths and grab them by the hand and say, look what I'm going to buy, you know? He didn't care. And we were a little bit, okay, it's okay. If he goes, he goes. <laughs> Chloe couldn't cope with new people. If we came to church on a Sunday morning, she would at the end of the service, if you watch her today, she's not here today, but if you watch her, she still does this a little bit. She used to come and hide behind my legs. They're big legs to hide behind, so it's okay. She used to come and hide so that people couldn't talk to her. And if someone did, she'd cower behind, yeah? Anyone else seen a child do that? Why did she do that? Why? Because she felt safe. Why did she felt safe? Because her daddy's with her. Because her dad was with her. You know, fast forward that a little bit later in life. You know, Joel dragged me through a maze full of zombies at Alton Towers a few years ago. And I was terrified, okay? I don't, it was just actors in makeup, dressed with all sorts of things. It was dark and there was smoke. And Joel said, Dad, come on, take me through this. And it had a, a scare factor of one, I think it was, out of five. And I went, well, it can't be that bad. I spent most of the time behind Joel holding his hand going, you go first, son, you go first. I didn't need to be afraid. Why? Because Joel was with me. <laughs> but I still was a little bit scared. But I knew that I, could tr I thought I could trust him to not do anything that's going to make me scared. And I knew that I could feel safe because I was with a person I trusted. Chloe felt safe because she was with her dad. Chloe felt safe because she was with her dad. Do you know, this morning, you have a dad in heaven. You have a dad who you can trust completely. No matter what your earthly father's like, even if he's brilliant, you have a dad who wants the best for you. You have a dad who you can hide behind his legs when it gets tough. And he will be with you. And he says, I will strengthen you. Do you know, Caleb and Joshua came back with this really good report. Anyone who's finished school this week might have had a really good report, okay? They might not have had a good report, but they might have done. But Caleb and Joshua came back with a good report of good things, great things that God had promised, massive grapes. They'd seen the same opposition as the other ten, yeah? They had seen the same opponents. They'd seen these big people who were scary. They had seen them. They'd seen the same obstacles as the 10 who gave a bad report. They'd seen the same problem, and they'd lived through the same days. But the difference was they trusted God. The difference was they recognized God was with them. They didn't focus on the obstacle. We've sung this morning, haven't we? Every giant will fall. Do we believe that? Do we believe it? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, we do. We, we believe every giant will fall because God says he will make our path straight. He might sometimes go up and down a little bit. We've sung this morning, you're the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. We've sung it. How can we sing it and then say, I'm scared. When I go to work tomorrow, I'm, I don't want to stand up and share about my faith. Oof. When I see that problem looming, I'm going to try my best, my best. I'm going to try my best to overcome it. Why try my best when I've got his best? What about trying both? My best plus his best surely is going to be the best. Yeah? They'd lived through the same situation, but Caleb says, we can do it. We don't need to be afraid. What was the difference? The Lord was with them. They knew the Lord was with them. Do you know this morning 
The Lord is with you. If you're not a Christian this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus, you can't cling to that promise. You can't say, the Lord is with me. Because actually you've chosen to go your own way. Well, this morning, if you've chosen his way, he is with you. He will never leave you. There's a promise. Yeah? Grab it. You know, pluck it from the air. Metaphorically. <laughs> the Lord is with you. He will never leave you. Luke, one of the verses I read on Wednesday night at Johnny's Journey at Emmanuel Church was that verse that says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. And then it goes on to say, they will not perish and they will never be plucked from my hand. We have a God whose grip is so firm, he will never let you go. So we don't need to be afraid. We need to look to him. Numbers 14, 21 to 24 goes on to say this. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. There was a promise made, and they threw it away. Not God. God made the promise. They threw it away. The promise was made, but because they ten times kept going back and testing God and disobeying him, no one has treated me with contempt will ever see it. Verse 24, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Caleb has a different spirit spirit you know you might look at some of the children in here on a Sunday morning and think oh they're spirited you know they've got a different spirit some of you might be saying they've got a different spirit to when I was a lad <laughs> or when I was a girl obviously I wasn't a girl anyway moving on but my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly not half-hearted it's not 50% that'll do it's not I'll give my Sunday, <laughs> but that's your lot. Sunday is one-seventh. I don't know what that is as a percentage, but it's probably about 14, something like that. 14 point, Cornell, I can see you dying to answer a maths question. 14.2 or something like that, okay? That is, that is the percentage of your week. It's not even 50%. You know, Caleb had a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, says God. So he gets the promise because he's got God's spirit in him, because he's committed to his Lord. He's committed to his dad. He's committed to stick. He's going to be a sidekick for God. Let me ask you this morning, are you prepared to go that far? <laughs> because being a sidekick will involve sacrifice. It will involve making choices that sometimes are hard. It will involve giving of yourself because he is worth it. Joshua 14, verse 14 also says this, So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, ever since. Why? Because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Sidekicks have a different spirit that helps them to follow wholeheartedly. Yeah? What's the definition of wholehearted? Enthusiastic, committed, completely focused. As we read those verses, we see that God commended Caleb for being wholehearted. Moses commended Caleb for being wholehearted. 
And Caleb recognized it in himself that he was willing to give it all because he said, we can do it because the Lord is with me. What helps him be wholehearted? Well, when I was a teacher, all of a sudden they started running breakfast clubs in school. Why did they do breakfast clubs in school? To, to what feed the children, yeah? What does feeding the children at the beginning of the day help them to do? Concentrate. You can, come on, you need to be loud. I'm getting old, okay? Concentrate. Focus. We do breakfast clubs in school to help children stay focused, yeah? They do something that will help them be focused for the day. You know, we moved harder lessons like English and maths, the main subjects, to the morning of the day. Why? Because it's the best time to focus on those hard subjects. So we did things to help the children learn. We did things to help them stay focused. You know, I have these glasses. If I take them off, I can see you. I can see that number. But I struggle to read. These help me stay focused. My kids laugh at me. I think I've said this before. If I go in a restaurant with bad lighting, I have to turn the torch on on my phone to read the menu. Because I can't. Anyone else suffer with that problem? Thank you, Ian. No, oh, I'm not on my own. Not, not on my own because God is with me, okay? <laughs> not on my own. I'm blind as a bat without them. Do you know, help is needed to be totally focused. Help is needed to be totally focused. And the problem is sometimes we choose the wrong help. Sometimes we choose the wrong thing. You know, we might say, well, I need breakfast before I go to work to focus. I'll go and have a McDonald's breakfast. Might be very nice, but nutritional value, probably not great. Need some granola or something in there, don't you? Something that tastes horrible but does you good. Help is needed to be totally focused. Why should that be any different for you as a Christian? Why should there be any different for you going through your day-to-day -day life following Jesus? Help is needed to be totally focused. Caleb followed wholeheartedly. How? How did he follow wholeheartedly? Because he had a different spirit in him. Because he had a different spirit in him. This morning, Spring Mount, we have the ability to be filled with the Spirit of God. There's our help. We can be filled by him. We can carry his spirit in our hearts so that we can be totally focused and committed. So that we can serve him wholeheartedly. God isn't asking us to do this on our own. He's asking us to do it with him living in us. Because we this morning can be filled with a different spirit. And as you're filled with a different spirit, God will commend you for it. Others will commend you for it. And you yourself will know his presence in you. Because you will see yourself making bold choices where previously you've shied away. You'll see yourself facing your obstacles with a bit more courage because you know that God is with you. Because you have the way maker, the miracle worker. You have the one who's going to make your path straight. You have the one who can overcome and says to you, you are more than an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. We have a help. Jesus himself called him the helper. We can have a different spirit in us. You know, Caleb stood out. What does that mean? He was outstanding. He stood out. He was outstanding. Do you know this morning, you can be outstanding. You can be outstanding. I don't mean outside standing, okay? Not being naughty. You can be outstanding. Because God is outstanding. And when we fill ourselves with him, people will see more of him and less of us. 
So to be a good sidekick, we need to be filled with a different spirit. You know, the Bible says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Caleb wasn't, he was aware of the obstacles, he was aware of the opposition, but he said, that opposition is nothing compared to the God that I serve. That opposition is nothing compared to who I follow. That opposition is nothing compared to the one who is in me. Do you know, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It also says that he can create a new heart in you and me. A heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. A heart that's ready to receive. A heart that's open. A heart that's loving. A heart that's kind. We just need to stop being so half-hearted. We need to stop being uncommittal. You know, in Revelation, there's a church that's written to, and it says, I'd rather you were hot or cold, not lukewarm. Lukewarm is half-hearted. I'd rather you were hot or cold. I'd rather you were hot and on fire for me, or actually totally against me, than trying to play both. Many of us in this society today are trying to play both. We're trying to have one foot in our camp over here and another foot in a camp over here. And all that happens is you leave yourself vulnerable. You leave yourself vulnerable. He can create a new heart in us. You know, half-hearted efforts get us into trouble, don't they? They get us into trouble. I told some of you off not even saying hello at the beginning. Got you into trouble being half-hearted. I wasn't going to tell you off for not hugging. I appreciate that personal space. But as we finish this morning, Caleb was an actual amazing sidekick. And I started off by saying his name came from Kelev, which means dog. They're not actually certain that that's the case. It could be a compound word. That means two words that go together to form one. There is a word kel and a word lev. Kel means whole. Lev means heart. Even his name tells you that he was whole-hearted. Because God knew his name. Do you know, God knows your name. God knows your name. He will never leave you or forsake you. But he wants you to step up. He wants you to stop being half-hearted. And he wants you to be committed. He wants you to have a different spirit in you. And he wants you to know that he will never leave you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the message and the lessons we have from Caleb. I thank you that he had a different spirit in him. And I pray as as we just wait in this place, you will just stir in our hearts what you want to do. And I ask that each one of us will have a desire to be completely committed to you. Father, let us not be content with 50%. Father, let us not be distracted by the things that take us away from you. But Father, instead, let us be filled with a different spirit. Yeah, God, Jesus said he's going to leave a helper, and with that helper, we will be able to do more and greater things than him. Father, that is a promise. May we cling to your promises. May we know that the best promise is your presence with us from now and forever. So, Father God, I pray that your spirit will fall afresh on us. In your name, amen.